Sometimes fighting is just business, but sometimes it's a whole lot more. Over the years, MMA has seen some truly bitter rivalries. These weren't hype jobs meant to sell tickets, there was genuine animosity, and that realness turned these feuds into the biggest stories in the sport. But while the bad blood that created them may have elevated these subsequent bouts to dizzying heights, that doesn't mean the fights themselves delivered. In fact, oftentimes the greatest feuds in MMA ended with a whimper and not a bang. So today we'll be counting down 10 bitter enemies who lit the sport on fire in the lead-up to their fight, only for the concluding bout to be an uncompetitive, uneventful cooldown. I'm Tommy from MMA On Point, and these are 10 white-hot rivalries that were ice-cold in the cage. Number 10. Cody Garbrandt vs. Dominic Cruz Dominic Cruz has the incredible ability to make someone feel like a complete idiot when they're trying to talk trash to him. Alright man, I'm done talking to you. You can't be done talking to me, you're right here facing me, <laughs> dummy. You gotta talk to me. You have no choice, you got nowhere to go, keep talking. But ultimately, in this rivalry with Cody Garbrandt, it was no love who would get the last laugh even if he wasn't always winning the verbal exchanges. Cruz was the bane of Team Alpha Male's existence. The man couldn't stop beating them. Since his return to the sport in 2014, Dom took the bantamweight title from then-member TJ Dillashaw before he defended it against TAM leader Uriah Faber. And now it was the Young Guns' turn. Garbrandt had gone from unranked to title contention in just a year's time with three first-round finishes. There was a natural rivalry there just by his association with TAM, but Dom and Cody took things to a completely different level in the build up to the bout, having some of the funniest and most ridiculous verbal exchanges I've ever heard. All good, they'll be yeah. busted on your face. No, I hope it's so. It'll be fun. I'm gonna eat everything you got. The bad blood only helped to hype this one up even more, although the champion was expected to retain. Boy, were we wrong. Garbrandt put on a godlike performance, stuffing all seven of the champion's takedown attempts, knocking him down twice in the fourth round, and outstriking him in all five, even taking the time to pop lock mid-fight because why not? Cody would win via unanimous decision, and that would be the end of the Cruz TAM saga. Number 9. Kamaru Usman vs. Versus Jorge Masvidal. 2019 standouts Kamaru Usman and Jorge Masvidal were on a collision course for welterweight gold, but as heated as things would get outside the cage, when push came to shove, this pair of bouts didn't exactly deliver competitively. Usman captured the title from Tyron Woodley in a shockingly dominant performance at UFC 235, and capped his year off with an all-time classic defeating rival Colby Covington. Masvidal would arguably have the greatest single year in UFC history, culminating with The Rock putting the BMF title around his waist in front of the president. Naturally, fans and media wanted to know what both parties thought of each other, and they sure as hell weren't Shy letting the shit talk fly. You're three and three in your last six. You are sitting there today because I chose you. They even got into a non-existent thing on media day for the Super Bowl. With Jorge's ability to sell just about anything, and some fans still clamoring for the at times cheesy champ to get punched in the face, the buildup was getting out of control. Masvidal would end up taking the fight on short notice to headline UFC 251, a show that would see 1.3 million buys very much off the back of their rivalry. But the action that night wasn't exactly vicious. Other than a tiny bit of early success, Usman completely controlled the fight, winning every round but one on a single judge's card. Then, because the UFC in 2021, the fight had a rematch. Masvidal cited the short-notice nature of their first encounter as a reason for a second. So just a little over a year later, after reheating the rivalry in the microwave, Usman emphatically put away his rival in the second round, another one-sided affair. Number 8. Israel Adesanya vs. Paulo Costa it was one of the most highly anticipated throwdowns in recent memory. But we certainly didn't get what we were expecting. Before either of them were in the title picture in 2018, Israel Adesanya would express interest in fighting Paulo Costa, recognizing that he was another fighter on the come-up in the middleweight division. At the time of the call-out, Costa was 4-0 in the UFC with four KOTKO finishes, and people were starting to take notice. Adesanya would ultimately get Derek Brunson next instead, and go on to earn his way to a title challenge at UFC 243 against Robert Whittaker. By that time, Costa had had his instant classic against Yoel Romero, and the two would spend the next few months throwing barbs at each other on social media and in interviews. You can see him right now, his arms are like a T-Rex. Look at him. Look at me. I'm no T-Rex. I'm a Velociraptor. 
clearly the fight everyone wanted to see at middleweight. When Stylebender spectacularly put away Bobby Knuckles to earn undisputed gold, he took time in his post-fight interview to talk shit about Paulo, who was cage-side. He did the same after defeating Yoel Romero at UFC 248, which would result in Costa being removed from the building. Finally, the two would be scheduled for UFC 253, and the build-up did not disappoint, with both fighters talking mad shit in any medium they could. But then this highly anticipated middleweight bout happened. Costa, who blamed wine among other things, was completely frozen in the cage and as a result was dismantled easily by the champion in less than two rounds. With Paulo's recently forced move to light heavyweight, there's a good chance this rivalry is done for good. Number 7. Chael Sonnen vs. Vanderlei Silva the seeds for a Chael Sonnen Vanderlei Silva rivalry were sown when the gangster from Westland decided to go on a scorched earth campaign against Brazil in order to stoke the flames of his rivalry with Anderson Silva. In 2011, Chael and Vandy would end up in a UFC transport together in a now infamous encounter with Silva threatening the middleweight title contender. The bad blood would remain flowing for years until the UFC finally decided to make some money off it. The two rivals would coach Tough Brazil 3 and fight afterwards. The show saw a considerable ratings boost because of the feud and even featured a meme-tacular scuffle between the two, which actually resulted in a hand injury for Silva and a delay of their bout, one that ultimately wouldn't take place, in the UFC at least. Before their rescheduled showdown, Vandy skirted a drug test in Nevada, forcing a lengthy suspension, and then Sonnen, who took his tests, failed miserably, resulting in his own lengthy suspension and temporary retirement. Three years later, the dust had settled, though, and both men were active again. The rivalry would finally come to blows in Bellator, headlining one of the few pay-per-views in the promotion's history. But the fight itself was not the barn burner one might have expected from that level of animosity over the years. No, too much time had passed, and Silva had no answer for the grappling of Sonnen, who took all three rounds easily on the cards in an ice-cold finish to this searing hot beef. Number 6. Rashad Evans vs. Rampage Jackson it's one of the few events in UFC history that didn't need a title fight to sell over a million pay-per-view buys, and all of that cash came as a result of the seriously intense rivalry between Rashad Evans and Rampage Jackson. The two were meant to fight for Rashad's then-light heavyweight title, but an injury sidelined Jackson and instead Lyoto Machida would take his place, defeating the champion. The two were then chosen as the coaches for Season 10 of The Ultimate Fighter, where along with Kimbo Slice's presence, the building rivalry between the two coaches would lead to big-time ratings, peaking one episode with 7.25 million viewers. Evans and Jackson were two of the best trash talk in the game, and so a season filled with their barbs had fans salivating at the prospect of seeing them finally throw down. Then Rampage retired and starred in the A-Team. Luckily, that didn't last long, and the pair would finally get a fight date, UFC 114. The three-part primetime series focused on the two fighters only added to the massive hype. Two top talents who hate each other, how could this not be amazing? It wasn't at all. The three-rounder was a dud. Evans controlled the fight for the most part, but in the least interesting way possible. The only action of note coming in the third when Jackson scored a knockdown. But beyond that, this huge rivalry fight felt more like a sparring match. Evans would win via a lackluster UD, and the two would never fight again. Number 5. Ronda Rousey vs. Misha Tate it's the most important rivalry in women's MMA history, but that doesn't mean it was ultra-competitive. Ronda Rousey essentially went looking for a fight in 2011 with Strikeforce bantamweight champion Misha Tate. Rousey was the rising prospect, 4-0 at featherweight with four first-round finishes and an Olympic pedigree. Now she wanted to bump down to 135 and fight Misha Tate whether she had the title or not. Why the sudden beef with Cupcake? Rousey said it wasn't personal, she just wanted to make an enemy. Sounds personal. It worked, though, because there was a lot of buzz over their headlining showdown at Strikeforce Columbus. Despite some incredible heart shown by Tate, Rousey would largely dominate the single-round fight 
fight and earn her win via a nasty armbar. The rivalry would get new, angrier, and more bitter legs in the UFC, though. Rousey, now champion, would coach tough opposite of Misha, and that is when things really kicked into high gear. The Ultimate Fighter would turn many fans against Rousey over the bitter contempt she had for Tate, and Misha became a bit of a fan favorite. The two would keep up the verbal sparring and make things pretty personal all the way up to their rematch at UFC 168, but like the first bout, despite Tate showing a lot of heart and having a few moments, the fight was largely Rousey, who would again win via armbar. Her decision to pass on a handshake with her rival post-fight, a microcosm of their entire relationship. But the feud would help propel women's MMA during that crucial growth period. Number 4. Nick Diaz vs. George St. Pierre like Batman and the Joker, Nick Diaz and George St. Pierre were polar opposites and yet a mirror, which is part of what made this rivalry such a classic over the years, even if their one encounter wasn't exactly the epic showdown fans were hoping for. When Diaz entered the UFC from Strikeforce, he was at his peak with three consecutive welterweight title defenses. Everybody wanted to know who was the best 170-pounder in the world, Nick or UFC champion George. And so the promotion rightfully booked them against each other immediately, set for UFC 137, but the bout would fall apart after Diaz no-showed a presser, and instead he would fight BJ Penn. Afterwards, Nick made the call-out of all call-outs to an injured St. Pierre, Where you at, George? An iconic Diaz moment that only added fuel to the fire. The fight was rescheduled for UFC 143, but GSP was forced out. Nick would then lose to Carlos Condit for interim gold, but it didn't matter. After Condit got his shot, the UFC immediately booked Diaz again with champion St. Pierre. That is how badly fans wanted to see this play out. For two years, it was largely Nick calling out the champion and GSP taking the high road, but it would become more even as the two were forced into proximity of each other in the lead-up to UFC 158. It was the working class anti-hero versus the squeaky clean champion who wore suits and smiled all the time. You couldn't have written better rivals. In the cage, though, GSP would do what he does, utterly dominating all five rounds, giving Nick no openings in 25 minutes, scoring nine takedowns with nearly 14 minutes of control time. While the two would remain rivals for many years, it was only verbally, as a second bout would never take place. Number 3. Habib Nurmagomedov versus Conor McGregor His title opportunity torn from him at UFC 205 so Conor McGregor could become the double champ, a bitter Habib Nurmagomedov now relegated to the prelims, demanded in his post-fight interview a title shot and called Conor a chicken several times. Your guy, beginning of the year, he tap like chicken. End of the year, he fight for the title. Crazy. This seemingly mundane insult would be the catalyst for one of the ugliest feuds in all of sports. McGregor's Russian teammate Artem Lobov knew that chicken was a far more severe insult in Habib's native tongue, and in an interview of his own, threw the accusation of being such right back at the Eagle. As a result, the two would have an altercation go viral at Fight Week for UFC 223. A card number was to compete for the lightweight title McGregor was going to be stripped of for inactivity on. In retaliation, Connor flew to New York with his crew and ambushed a group of fighter buses on media day, hoping to get to the Eagle. With Habib securing the title that weekend, a bout was finally scheduled between the two for UFC 229. The build-up in press conferences for this one just got uglier and uglier. You took money from Michael Madoff and you were a little lick ass rat. How's Noah? How's Noah, huh? Yeah, Tensions were way beyond anything we'd seen in the sport prior, and as a result of the very real hatred, 229 would be the best-selling MMA pay-per-view of all time. That said, though, the actual fight was not to the level of the feud. But for the third, and to Connor's credit, the only round Habib has ever been bested in his career, it was largely the champion dominating the fight for the rest of the way, finishing the bout with a neck crank, a fittingly brutal submission. Immediately after, Nurmagomedov jumped the cage wall and began a massive brawl with Connor's team, but the pair would never fight again. To this day, Connor and Habib share a level of animosity on par with the Shirai Ryu and Lin Kuei, and I'm guessing they always will. As the alien in Independence Day said, no peace. Number 2. John Jones vs. Daniel Cormier 
Apart from Connor and Habib, there's never been a rivalry more heated than the one between John Jones and Daniel Cormier. Their long and brutal history has been filled with more vitriol, more genuinely bad feelings, more disgust for each other than we could fit into an hour-long video. What started with the two clashing backstage at a UFC show would span the course of seven years and forever link the two stars. Before he even made his move from Strikeforce to the UFC, DC knew he would be bumping down to light heavyweight, and he had already started calling out John. With all the momentum in the world and a clearly defined beef already forming, it was obvious these two would have to clash, and that's when things went from heated to nuclear fucking meltdown. In the build-up to their scheduled bout, the two would have a brawl that spilled off a stage and the greatest hot mic moment in all of sports. Hey, pussy, are you still there? I'm here. These two crucial moments and the fact that the rivals were clearly the best in the world at 205 pounds made for what was expected to be an all-time classic. But it was not. Despite earning fight of the night, the five-round bout was largely one-sided, with DC unable to score a takedown until very late in the fight, winning only a single round on the cards. The aftermath was more exciting than the fight itself, and while it felt like that was the end of the rivalry, things were only getting started. John's life and career would begin to fall apart shortly after, and with considerable time away from the cage upon being stripped of his title, Cormier became the division's champion. With his rival Shadow looming over his reign. The animosity only grew when a scheduled rematch between the two fell apart at UFC 200 because of a Jones failed drug test. The blood was beyond bad and boiling when they finally met at UFC 214. Despite some early success, DC would lose again, this time in devastating fashion. Of course, the fight would be overturned because of more PED issues for John, and the rivalry would continue, only getting more bitter. Despite that, the two would never meet again as DC moved up to heavyweight late in his career and is now happily retired. The bouts may be over, but the beef remains. Number 1. Tito Ortiz vs. Ken Shamrock in reality, Tito Ortiz versus Ken Shamrock was a top-tier fighter in his prime versus a legendary name beyond it. But the buildup would be so raw that fans just ate it up. The beef goes back to the start of Tito's career. In 1997, Ortiz had a UFC 13 tournament win controversially ripped from him by Lions Den product Guy Mesker, sowing the seeds of animosity. They'd rematch at UFC 19 with Tito getting the victory and taunting the Lions Den team, something leader Ken didn't take too well to. The Huntington Beach bad boy was born, forged in the fires of a hatred for Shamrock's team. In his next bout, he would lose to brother Frank, but thereafter dominate the division. Tito Ortiz was light heavyweight. He was the UFC, really. Ken had been spending the better part of Tito's early reign in Japan with pride, but once he was stateside, a struggling Zufa LLC saw dollar signs in their rivalry and booked Ortiz versus Shamrock for UFC 40. The hype was tremendous. Ken and Tito were trash-talking on national sports TV, the fight was getting covered by ESPN, and as a result, the card would double what Zufa pay-per-views had been selling. A pivotal moment for the UFC, reassuring the Fertitas who were hemorrhaging cash that their investment would soon pay off. The fight itself, though, was a lopsided beatdown, with champion Ortiz dominating in all aspects of the fight, forcing a corner stoppage prior to the fourth round. Didn't matter, people loved it. Four years later, the UFC went back to the well, putting Tito and Ken on tough as coaches to massive ratings, culminating in a record-setting pay-per-view at UFC 61. The fight itself, again, lackluster. This one quick and controversial, though, with Ortiz getting Shamrock down immediately and scoring the finish. One Ken freaked out about calling it premature. The solution was one more fight on free TV three months later, again they broke ratings records. Again, the fight sucked. Pretty much a repeat of their rematch, but with a few more seconds of Shamrock getting punched in the face. The two would never grace the octagon together again, and despite never being competitive in the least, the rivalry is one of the sport's all-time greats. A big, big thank you to Ben Rosette, who provided that sweet tune you heard in the intro. Check out his music by clicking the link in the description, and go give him a follow on his Instagram and Twitter page, at Ben Rosette. Huge shout out to the legendary once and future king Tomas Welsh for editing this video together. Follow him on Instagram at BigBeatVisual. That's beat as in the band from Doug and not a forceful strike. Alright, that's all I got for you. Thanks for watching. Please like, subscribe, and have a wonderful day.